Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gaptive Genius. I'm joining you, like the majority of the world, from lockdown, from the quarantine. This is gonna be the 42nd episode of the... Shoot that shit. Don't worry. Shit the shit. You'll get the shit. And I believe this shit. Man, I'm glad to be back with y'all. We have another great episode coming for you guys. This is the STS Shooting the Shit Podcast, y'all. Can't believe it's number 42. I know it's been a while since you guys heard from me. I'm alive. I'm healthy. Thank God. Um, It's crazy times like this. Um, It's Easter, and it's really uh, it's surreal, man. Today was one of the first times I could ever remember not being with my family on a holiday that's uh, special like today on Easter Easter Sunday um and it makes me really um grateful for the little things i think the the saying is the greatest wealth is health and uh, we're really getting a getting the um uh, damn a reality check on that we're really getting the first a first hand lesson in the last month or so we are going i think it's on th- day 32 of this uh statewide lockdown with the uh, with corona night I'm sorry, COVID-19, the coronavirus. Um, it's been crazy, y'all. Uh, just wanted to welcome you guys back. Again, my name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. If you guys haven't followed us yet, make sure you do on Instagram, on Twitter. That's at STS Podcast 661. We're on there. We're going to give you guys um, a daily update as much as we can. Uh, we're going to do uh, we're gonna do more raffles. I got a raffle we're going to talk about today uh, regarding the DJ business. So that's going to be fun. Um, it's been a hell of a two weeks, man. The last episode was great. That was episode 41. I was, you know, entitled COVID-19. I had my brother on here. Shout out to Virus for showing up. And we were just talking about, uh, you know, uh, how COVID-19 has been affecting us. And um, we talked about the Crispin Wall documentary, Jay Electronica's debut album. And, man, it's still, um, there's nothing's changed, you know. We're still here on lockdown. It's been a wild couple days in Bakersfield. Um, you guys heard about you know, I guess this party with 400 people just got shot up and, you know, people were injured and um, it's it's been surreal, man. I don't know if that's because, you know, this quarantine is getting to us. I don't know if people are just, I know I had a bad day. I think last Saturday was that time I was like, damn, I'm really tired of being inside the house. It's been really, um, you know, I like to be out and about. I like to be with my friends and family, and it's been a while since I've been able to have a conversation or be with my parents, be with my cousins, be with my friends. I don't know if it's the state of fear they have this in, but I'm really trying to uh, practice, you know, uh, staying and staying away from people. I think every Wednesday I'm still going out to the poker, which I probably shouldn't be doing, but um, it's something that's really taken effect. Even today, a big holiday. Today's the day you, you know, you give, you know, you're, you're, you're really appreciative of the blessings that you have around you on Easter Sunday. And it was kind of hard for us to um, even be together. We drove by my grandma's house. She made us some food. Her and my daughter Ernie. Um, it was really surreal today. It was real sad. I was really bummed out about that. Um, but we're gonna try to we're gonna knock this we're gonna knock this podcast out. We got so much to speak about, man. A lot of things that's been going on in the world that I've been enjoying. Uh, just real fast, y'all. Returning listeners, welcome back to the show. It's it's been a while. It's been a couple. It's been like two, three weeks since we dropped a podcast, but we're gonna still keep them coming. Um, new listeners, 
Welcome to the show. I appreciate y'all. We're going to forever try to expand this. We're going to do what we can to make sure the masses hear what we have to say here on the Shooting Shit Podcast. And I'm really excited to shoot the shit with y'all. Again, if you guys need um any hoodies, any shirts, any STS shirts, any DJ EC3 shirts, the only $15 for the shirts and $25 for the hoodies. Uh, let's get this first topic knocked out before we go into the Shooting the Shit segment. I got... um. I got a raffle coming up, man. I had uh, a great time on Friday. The last three Fridays, y'all, I've been doing a weekly uh, lockdown mix live on Facebook. And, man, the numbers have been ridiculous. I think we're having a 1,000 views every time. Nothing less than that. 100 people are sharing it. 800 comments. And, honestly, man, we've been rocking now, just mixing, just doing what I love. And that's just playing music and just showing uh, the range and showing, you know, my, my – I think it's – skills but just showing the how much the music what the music means to me man and how much uh i respect the music and if i could provide even now with the podcast if i could take us out of this reality that we're living in now i want to be do i'm, I'm honored to do that y'all um covid 19s also affected my business the way i make money my grind and that's by uh by djing and putting on these 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 sets for these um for these events and they've been pushed back y'all a lot of weddings have been pushed back a lot of events a lot of birthday parties have been pushed back and and I want to just tell my my clients we're gonna do whatever we can to make sure we get you back on the calendar and we make sure you stay there um it's 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 a it's a weird time right now y'all it's a really weird time um I never expected this this is something I never thought we'll go through in um. And I guess in our lifetime, you know, the economy's down, businesses are losing, um, businesses are not up and operating right now. Essential workers are putting their life on the line every day just to make sure that we have what we need to get by on the daily. Um, the grocery stores aren't, aren't that bad as they were, but, you know, we're still not able to get Lysol wipes. We're not still, there's still sometimes we don't see the meat out there. The rice, eggs are out, milk's gone. Um, water, you know, the things that we really do need to get by every day. Uh, they're still, um, still struggling to keep that, um, stocked up for us. So I don't, I honestly, um, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I just, uh, just appreciate everybody donating to, um, donate to my, to my business, um, to the weekly, uh, mixes, I want to keep doing that every Friday, 8 p.m., make sure you guys check me out on Facebook, that's going to be Ernie Contreras, if you guys don't have a Facebook, I'm sure you guys can find me on there, it's public, so rock out with me on Fridays, 8 p.m., playing everything from hip-hop, gumias, old school, uh, whatever we could get, um, whatever you guys want, I'll take your request, and I appreciate every dollar that's been donated, y'all, and to just show love, I've been giving out free hoodies, free shirts, and free services. It doesn't matter what type of services. If it's a, a wedding or um, a quince, a backyard boogie, or just a family gathering. I am more than willing to donate my services free of charge. Since you guys have been helping me out so much the last three weeks. Um, we're still waiting for the stimulus check to come in. I know we got tax money coming in. Um, I don't you know, I don't work for the for the man. I don't work for anybody. I just, uh, I'm in business for myself. And this is how I make money is by doing music, by performing, by doing 
set. And uh, it's been so humbling, man, just to have those donations. They help my, my household out so much. And whatever I could do to help you guys, um, take your mind off what's going on in the world right now, uh, I'll definitely do what I can. Uh, before we start the Shooting the Shit segment, just want to uh, give a big shout out to all my family and friends. I do miss you guys so much, man. I hope you guys are staying healthy. I hope you guys are staying... Um, you know, I hope you guys stay your mind staying sharp. It doesn't mean that we can't get outdoors, y'all. You know, take a walk. You know, just let's enjoy these outdoors. Let's enjoy these times. And if you do have a household with your family, appreciate that time, man. I know a lot of us are off work. And we got a lot of time to kill. Um, I hope you guys are tuning in with the podcast. Again, check us out. The STS Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. We're on there, y'all. Um, we're gonna be. We're no longer on SoundCloud. We're finally on iHeartRadio. Any podcast platform, we are. I guarantee you, we're on there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the STS Podcast is on there. And man, we're gonna be here until the until the wheels fall off, man. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep putting these podcasts out, and we're gonna have to keep doing what the DOC is gonna tell you what you need to do. Now do me a favor. Let me in here. All right, y'all. Welcome to the Lend Me Your Ear segment. We're here to shoot the shit. We're conversely lightly with no specific topic or objective in mind. I'm not here to change your beliefs. I'm not here to make you think a certain way. I don't care if you disagree with me or you agree with me. I'm just here to tell my truth. I'm just here to tell you how I feel. And, man, we're going to jump into the most important topic of the day. Um, I believe on March 11th, March 12th. We were at 108,000 people um, confirmed infected with the COVID-19 coronavirus. Um, as of right now, y'all, this is a scary number, man. It's 1.8 million. That's over, man, almost, what, 10 times. That's crazy. It's uh, 1.8 million. It grew from 108,000 to 1.8 million. And... I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I know we had another lockdown um, until the end of this month. They announced, the governor announced it. Uh, the the president's up giving, uh, I guess he's giving the states, you know, authority to kind of call, you know, to call the shots on what they feel is appropriate. I mean, L.A. County just extended it to the end of May. And, man, you guys, I don't know if this is going to be something that's going to end at the end of April. We just gonna this this disease is not something that's gonna just gonna go away. We're still trying to get people tested in a in a in a large quantity. We're not doing that as of yet. Um, I'm you know I'm really want to give a salute to all the essential workers who are out there sacrificing their lives. I can't even I can't even speak on really on what they're going through. I have no idea, but I can't imagine that pressure and that, that, that sacrifice they're willing to give to themselves, you know, and they're, they're going home to their families. They're working these, you know, two, three shifts in a row. Um, it's scary times, man. I know, uh, you know, we're running out of masks, we're running out of, uh, protective gear for, our, um, our medical, um, our medical, I guess you could say, our, our frontliners here. We got our doctors, our nurses, or everybody there in the medical facility, everybody who's an essential worker. It's scary times for them, man. It's scary times for everybody right now. Um, do I see this ending at the end of April? Honestly, I don't. Uh, I don't even think we know how deep it's been, you know, how, how many people are affected yet. 
uh, if you guys seen you know seen the world, you know the world numbers are still rising. Um, we're exceeding. I think the United States now is exceeded um, the most deaths in any country in the world. Um, I know Wuhan, China, where the where the where the virus originated from, they're not able. They're now able to travel freely. I know they had a lockdown since I believe December. So it's scary times, you know. I'm trying to really make an effort to stay away from the news. Um, I know our president has a daily press conference, and man, I honestly. We don't know what to believe. We don't know. You know, we're hearing about these medications that are still, you know, they're on the shelf now that you can be prescribed. Uh, they have they have an effect on the virus. We're hearing about vaccines that may take 12 to 18 months. Um, you guys are hearing conspiracy theories that are being thrown out. Um, people are, you know, uh, playing the blame game right now. And honestly, y'all, I don't think that's something we should do. Um we need to be united, and I do see a lot of unity within our country right now. People are really, you know, helping out one another. People are really, especially with my situation, people are donating money. Uh, people are helping the elderly, you know, even by staying away from the elderly and just making sure they're good and they're going to be able to get what they need. That's what I'm trying to do. My grandparents, you know, try to go to the store whenever they need me, whenever they need something from the store. I want them to call me. I want to do whatever I can to make sure they're not, you know, increasing the risk of be they're increasing the risk to be exposed to this disease. And um, I know right now uh, people are still getting details on um, the 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 symptoms and the the effects of this of disease once it gets a hold of your lungs and it definitely is double pneumonia. And if you do beat the pneumonia, it's still gonna leave some type of scar tissue um, in your lungs, and that's that takes that takes a that takes. It's 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 horrible. Like I have asthma. I had asthma all my life, and I can't I can't risk this. Um, that's another reason why I do need to make a, bit, a little bit of effort, a little bit of a better effort to stay inside. Um, I I can't. I don't know if I want to survive that if I would get it. Um, this death rate is not. I can't even. I'm not qualified to say what's a great death rate or not. Or where how the fuck? Where was the correct way? To, where is the death rate of this disease? It's 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 there, y'all. It's taking just taking a hold of our you know our urban communities and our older elderly communities. I see there's there's babies right now that are getting this. And man, y'all, it's really scary. It's really something um, unprecedented. This is a pandemic. Um, this doesn't happen every fifty years, y'all. This happens. You know, this is happening once. Every couple, you know, I think the last one was the Spanish flu in 1918. That was almost 100 years ago. So this is not something we see every day. This is new to all of us. So I think if we all just um try to stay on the same page, y'all, let's try to let's be unified. Let's do what we're told. I know sometimes, you know, we're not a big fan of the government, who's in charge of the government. But I think right now we just need to listen to the doctors. We need to listen to the experts and just be on the safe side, y'all. I think there's nothing wrong with just being safe. Let's let's keep um was trying to practice social distancing. I see Kern County just got an F in social distancing. That's horrible, man. Um, I think there's a lot of people who don't believe it's gonna, you know, it's not gonna happen to them. Um, we just had a woman die in Delano. Rest in peace. Um, it's scary times, man. It's if you look at this map, I want to probably use as my cover art. Uh, just how many, you know, where this virus is. Um affected everybody in the united states it's almost red it's entirely almost red of people who have um came across this um 
this disease. Um, another question I was wondering, I don't know if you get this disease and you do recover from it. Does that make you immune to it? Does that mean you're never going to get it again? How does that work? I think those are questions that we do need to ask. Um, a thing that I was kind of suggesting, again, I am in no power, no position of power. I'm nobody to suggest this, but this is an idea in my head. Um, you know, why doesn't why don't we do testing by the zip code maybe especially in Kern County at least or in Bakersfield you know um everybody in 93307 two weeks to get tested um use every medical facility every hospital every school every fire department in the public health department was you know everything that you know that's reachable i know a lot of people don't have transportation but there can be ways we could um let's get this mass testing done even if you don't have any symptoms still get tested i think that's one of the biggest concerns about this uh, this disease this virus is a lot of people will have it don't show any symptoms and they're passing it on because they're thinking oh i'm healthy i don't have anything i could be amongst the people um maybe that's suggesting that we should take up with um the powers that be taking Zip codes, 93307, everybody has two weeks to get tested, 93306, and just utilize every facility, every building we have to get these tests out. And if they are, you know, I don't know how accurate they are. I heard they're getting done, you know, they could show if you're positive or negative within 15 minutes. Um, that's something, I don't know, man, that's something I would really be interested in that conversation starting. I think the more testing we get done, of course the numbers are going to get higher because we're going to be testing more people. So I did, I think that's going to be something that we do need to get in. We do need to get a hold of eventually. We do need to get everybody tested. How are we going to know if we don't get tested? Um, especially, you know, the, the, this disease is so similar to... Um, if the flu or even the allergies or the cold, I think everybody has the right to know if they have this or not. And if they're spreading this unwillingly, of course, um, to their family and friends, people they really love. So I don't, it's, it's a sticky situation. It's real scary, man. Um, it get, it's giving me sleepless nights. It gives me a little bit of anxiety, um, fear of the unknown, um, uh, Honestly, I don't give a fuck about sports. I'm not even, sports and all that stuff that has nothing to do with why I'm concerned. I'm more concerned with my family. I'm concerned what's the world going to look like after this. This is something, you know, we don't know what's going to happen after this. We don't know if we're going to be able to have mass gatherings anymore. We're not going to know if we're going to be able to go to these big social events or even be around family with 20 people or more. Um, this is something that's going to change the world, y'all. Something that's going to be, um, this is unprecedented times. Something that we've never been, you know, we've never been a part of. And uh, I hope, like I said, I hope everybody's staying healthy. I hope everybody does not get this virus. I hope everybody doesn't, um, you know, I hope nobody gets really seriously ill. Um, I And this is a controversial topic, but this is why we have shooting this shit again. I'm not here to change your mind or anything. This is this, this is just how I see things. I know Bill, Bill Mayer was talking about, um, you know, how we call this the Chinese flu. Um and I think he's right in a sense. Um, if you look at MERS, uh, I believe it's called the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. Um, you look at uh, the Spanish flu, um, Zika, the Zika virus or Zika virus, or how you say that. Um, there are so many diseases named after the you know the, the places of origin, or they're named after um, I guess you could say uh, Lyme disease. I believe that's some you know that's a that's a that's a place somewhere. Um, 
I don't believe that's racist. Um, in my opinion, you know, to say we we call it a Chinese flu doesn't mean we're gonna be singling out these people who who are among us who are Chinese or Asian descendants. I don't think there's anything against that. It's just the name of the flu. This is the origins of it. I know we have this COVID nineteen. We have this nice name for it, but we should look at the origins and. I don't know if we should place blame on China. Again, I know we said Asian descent. I'm talking about in America. But did China lie about the numbers? Did China lie about the about the severity of this disease and how it's going to be transmitted or how easily it could be transmitted from one human being to another? You know, things like that. I think they need to be held accountable for. Again, y'all, I know people don't like to hear this, but China is a communist country. I kind of agree with Bill Murray when he says this. We should be placing a little bit of blame on them. Not amongst us, you know, what our government's doing. Yeah, maybe we should have pushed, you know, maybe our government should have shut down a couple weeks sooner. But I think there was so much pushback against that because... Who no, this has never been done before, y'all. So I think since nine eleven, maybe JFK when the government when the when the world stops. Um it's really interesting. It's really um I know and we're, we're in the world right now, everybody's really ultra sensitive and we really gotta we really gotta be careful how we you know, we word things and I just thought that was an interesting point of view that Beer Mary was taken out. I'm not trying to say it was deceitful or hateful. Just some people just need to face the facts, and sometimes we gotta be really honest with ourselves. And um, and I know that's 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 it's a it's it's not a big deal in the in the bigger picture. Who gives a fuck what you call this? This thing is spreading fast, and it could um it could change the way we live. It could change mankind. It could take out a high number of people. It could take it could kill a lot of people. Is what I'm saying, and it's. It's too bad, man. The most recent numbers here, we have 6,000, uh, only 6,450 people have been tested in Kern County. Um, 3,512 have been tested negative. Um, we have 177 cases on the east side of Bakersfield. We have 143 in the west side of Bakersfield, 53 in the valley. Um, I believe we have 396 numbers in total. Um, and again, you know, it's, I, it's scary. My mom's really panicking she gives me fucking anxiety to be honest with you and i love my mom but sometimes she has to look at these numbers and say you know what um i know uh you're scared but it's it's controllable right now we can control what we control we have to stay away we have to take precautions it's really scary to see everybody walking around mask and gloves on y'all something i never thought i'd be doing but i'm, I'm doing it and i hope everybody else is doing that um Shout out to everybody who's donating supplies too. I know we're jumping from topic to topic, but um, that's something we really have to take um consideration, man. We gotta look at these numbers. A lot of people are recovering. A lot of people are dying. Yes, a lot of people are being affected. A lot of people are still fighting for their lives now, and I hope to God that everybody pulls through. Um, so we shall see. And one thing I hope you guys do see, and you guys have been watching, what's going on a whole latter note here. Um, the last couple of weeks, we've seen the phenomenon that's been called the Tiger King, Joe Exotic. Uh, man, what a series. Uh, one of the most mind-blowing documentaries I've ever seen before. If you guys haven't watched that, I really, really consider you guys watch this with the family. Um, not, I'm not saying watch it with the kids or not, but watch it with the family. You guys will get a kick out of this. Um, we have these exotic um, animal owners in um, Florida. They range from Florida to Texas, all over the, I guess, the 
the south what southeast and man it's a really wild story um about have all these owners you know they're so they're in competition with each other uh, we have a we have a lady named carol baskin who does not want these exotic owners to have these uh, animals for profit and you know we have joe exotic who is one of the most outlandish characters i've ever seen a documentary based on and it's real wild man you see this guy has a he has a um his own TV shows on YouTube. He has his own social media following, and this is really before you know um it became what it is. Became before it's a thing to do. Everybody has a fucking YouTube page now, you know. But this guy right here is really flamboyant. Um, he has his own he has his own um facility, and just the hell that these people are going through. Everybody, it, it, it's a shady game. You guys really will see how shady this exotic animal trading possession game is um he's at war i guess you know in litigation with carol baskin um she's suing him for you know trademarking uh, her stuff she's that big cat rescue down in florida uh we have a couple other guys man we got this guy jeff Lowe, who's a scumbag uh we have a couple this guy who's a man he got he got convicted of drug dealing and now he owns exotic animals and we have this other guy named don i think i forgot his damn name but he's a swinger. He has like four wives and all these people, man. They are paying. I'm not saying they're dirt bags, but paying these people bare minimum to tow down their zoo. It's essentially a sanctuary zoo, and man, it's controversial. We see people. You know, this worker has her arm bitten off, and she goes back to work in three days. Uh, Joe Exotic's making these videos on Instagram, on YouTube. You know. Saying he's gonna kill Carol Baskin. This guy's a gay man with two husbands. He marries these damn guys in the same fucking wedding event. Um, and it's just wild, yo. I can't even tell you like the tip of the iceberg. I think some of my favorite moments or my most mind blown moments was um, uh, his lover, Joe Exotic's lover pronoun. Sorry, he, you know he shoots himself. Um, suicide. He commits suicide in front of uh, Josh Dial. I believe his name is. Um, Josh Stiles, Joe Exotic's campaign manager. You'll find out why this man's eventually trying to run for the fucking governor of fucking o Oklahoma. Um, thing, uh, Carol Baskin's husband, her first husband, she's on her second husband now, I guess, but her first husband died, um, mysteriously. He disappeared, and, uh, the, the rumor is she killed him, and now got to this documentary dropped, I believe the Florida Depart Police Department down there, they opened up this case again. They're asking for more information on this type of stuff. Wild fucking times, man. And at the end of the day, uh, they fucked, they screwed over Joe Exotic. I think they set him up. Um, he had a murder for hire in one of these zookeepers he was with, uh, in business with. And, um, man, it's crazy. You guys definitely have to check this out. I think it took the world by storm. Uh, and man, it's some entertaining shit. If you guys really like, uh, the drama and you guys like to see just, you know, you, I think the first episode's like, damn, you know what? Okay, I could dig into this. But after that, the second, third, fifth episode is wild, y'all. And I can't even, it will be a whole podcast just to talk about everything that went on. But it's, it's, it's really something interesting. Uh, the directors of this film, uh, definitely hit gold. I believe they were just trying to, you know, just film, um, 
exotic animals and their stories and people who own these these animal sanctuaries they like to call them and they hit gold they did not know they were gonna get this type of story and this type of uh the saga how it unfolds it's really something <laughs> it's fucking crazy i can't even put that in words man um and something else i can't put in words that's fucking crazy um Kobe Bryant, man, he just got elected to the Hall of Fame along with uh, Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan. And, man, y'all, um, sad, really sad. I'm really um, still still grieving, still mourning. I just seen a you know video today of my girlfriend, but with Vanessa Bryant, her kids on Easter Sunday, and those those you know those those kids are real beautiful. They're really adorable, man. Now it hurts me to know that they're not gonna grow up knowing who their father was. And hopefully they could, um, you know, when they have the Hall of Fame, they'll be able to look back and see what he was able to contribute on the on the on the hardwood floor. Uh, Kobe Bryant was elected to the uh, James Naismith National Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, sure, it was unanimously. And man, what a career, y'all! You can't even. Um, I can't even. What What is there to say? What What, what I can't even make an argument. Uh, <laughs> why uh, he should be unanimous? It's it's it, it doesn't need to be said. It's 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 something that it's just there. You know if you're you if you follow this game, you know what Kobe Bryant contributed to. Um, when he was when he was there, I believe he's the only player um, who has both his uniforms retired. Eight and twenty four, four time All Star MVP, twelve time All Defensive Player, uh, five time NBA champ, eighteen time All Star selection. Um, fifteen-time All NBA. He won the. Uh, he was a '96, '97 All Rookie Team, two times Final MVP, and the cherry on top, man, is that Hall of Fame. Um, the best player I ever seen, the Vino, Kobe, the Black Mamba, uh, Warrior, man, one um top five player ever to to lace him up. Uh, finish his career with twenty-five points per game, five re- five point two rebounds, four point seven assists. <laughs> And y'all see me, my voice getting choked up now. Just um, just mentioning that, and it hurts me still, man. I know people be like, "Oh, you didn't even know him," but God, you just got you know what you what Kobe did for the game, what Kobe did for me. Just that, just that mama mentality, just that um, that will to never um be satisfied with with anything. You always could get better. You could always um go to that next level if you stay locked in. Um, we were just talking about this the other day, it's kind of a different topic, but it's with DJing, you know, a lot of people were really, um, asking me what drives me, and I'm like, these weekly mixes are just practice, this is, I'm not, I'm not content, I'm not good yet, I'm okay, I'm sure the masses think that, oh, this guy could get the party rocking, but there's so much more I can do, and I want to dedicate my, my everything to the craft, to the art, because there's been so many people before me who contributed um, to the DJ game, and I'm having a scratch surface on that. So that's something that that Kobe's really um always um made me think about, maybe strive for, maybe realize that you know your best is always your best could always get better. And um, man, Kobe Bean Bryant uh, is now a NBA Hall of Famer. Uh, I said this before in the Kobe episode with Irv a while back. Uh, one of the things I've always thought about. Uh, since I was a kid, uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a hip hop I'm a hip hop I'm a basketball uh, fanatic. I've always watched uh, these basketball players give their speeches from everybody from Kareem Bill Walton, um, 
Dr. J, Dominique Wilkins, MJ, Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Phil Jackson, um, all these greats, you know, you want to hear that, uh, that they you know they're reflecting on their career. They're giving the people who um who've helped them enhance their career, advance them, push them, give them guidance, give them game. You know, you always want to hear that. And just it's so sad that I'm. I've always I never thought I was. I never thought I wouldn't hear that from uh, Kobe Bean Bryant, and uh, it's just uh, it's still hard for me to fathom. It's still hard for me to. Not talk about it and get you know not get emotional about it. Uh, it's just so sad, man. That you know, rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace. Every, I, and you, you have to give justice to everybody. Everybody who was on that flight, Gigi, her teammates, the parents of those teammates, the pilot. Rest in peace, everybody, man. Um, still hard for um, for me to uh, accept that. I guess you could say, and um, it's just hard, you know. Um, Number two, Kobe's up there with uh, Garnett, Moses Malone, um, players who uh, Tracy McGrady, players who uh, jumped from the from the from high school to the NBA. We could put Rob Swift, no, just Swift. <laughs> um, just players like that, that special breed players. Uh, Moses Malone, uh, Daryl Dawkins, guys like that. Uh, who again, who aren't aren't with us um, anymore? And just Kobe, just adds to that legacy. He's from that cloth. And uh, never will be another athlete like him. Never will be another competitor with that fire and that drive. So congrats to Kobe Bean Bryant on being selected to the 2020 Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, really surreal that he's not going to be able to enjoy that with um, his peers and his family. Um, can't really believe it, man. Um, Note that can't believe. I know I probably should have dropped this on the top of the um top of the podcast uh with me uh my uncle wasn't here to celebrate with us this year uh we usually go out we always meet up with my mom's side of family somewhere and my deal rick's there um sad still surreal um rest in peace my deal rick um we actually just came on the ninth anniversary of my thought the raymond passing away uh, he died on February on April fourth, two thousand and oh man, damn time flies. Two thousand eleven, Dr. Raymond passed away, and um, I try not to cry. I try to be um real grateful for the times I've had. Um, I'm, I was real lucky to have twenty years with my grandpa. Uh, again, people don't even get five years. Some people don't know their grandparents, so that's kind of what you know. That's another thing about today um, on Easter, you know. About the family and whatnot, you definitely want to um, always remember those who are not here anymore. Uh, speaking of Kobe, you know that's what you know. Just this makes me think too of everybody in my life who isn't here no more. Um, another person who passed away sadly, and I don't want to say it's been overlooked, but it was kind of you know we got so much going on in the world. Um, Roger Mayweather, the original Black Mamba, he passed away recently. And um, if you guys you guys know him, he was a trainer of Mayweather. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, sorry, Floyd Mayweather Jr., that's his trainer. Um, he had a long battle with diabetes. I kept up with that a lot because, you know, my pops has diabetes, my grandma has diabetes. Diabetes really runs rampant in my family. And um, uh, rest in peace, Roger Mayweather, great boxing trainer, man. 
Hall of Famer all the way. Um, I know Floyd was really shook up on that. I think Floyd just dropped a post about how now he wants to train uh, fighters from the ground up. He wants to do that and, and, and pay homage to his Uncle Roger. Uh, that's someone he always looked out for. I think in a lot of interviews, you know, people talked about, you know, always trying to get the update on Roger. How's Roger doing? And uh, he's been honest. You know, he gave the, the diabetes is no joke. And uh, it's a fight when you're, when especially when you're down and out and that disease is defeating you. It's really hard to bounce back from that, y'all. It it really, uh, it debil I, say debil I can't say the damn word. It really breaks you down. It could decapitate your health. Um, if that makes sense, it's, uh, and I know you guys know that just when your pancreas is working, you can't insulin anymore, your sugar's whacked out, you know, your blood circulation gets fucked up, that blood circulation leads to your kidneys not, uh, filtering right, you know, your, um, you know, that takes, that, that takes the stress on the heart, stress on the body, and that's never good, so rest in peace, Roger Mayweather, man, it's another loss for the boxing game, so much knowledge, so much, um, so much, uh, to give to the game, and, uh, Hopefully, you know, we have his legacy live on. Uh, one of my favorite trainers, he's up there with Tony Atlas's and Manuel Stewart's of the world. Um, so rest in peace to, to the original Black Mamba, Roger Mayweather. And another topic we wanted to talk about today here on the STS Podcast, you guys know how much I love my wrestling. Um, I'm a couple, I'm like about about seven, eight days behind, but it's never too late. Uh, WrestleMania 36. Again, man, coronavirus has definitely um, put this industry in places never been before. WrestleMania 36 was held in um, the Performance Center down, I believe it's in Orlando, Florida. And man, if you look at the attendance, it's zero. That's never, you know, no WrestleMania is usually with these stadiums now pushing a hundred thousand people. It was really surreal to have. Um, this industry, because I believe too, you guys have to realize, uh, wrestling is really about um, feeding off the crowd. You're um, you're catering to the crowd. The crowd kind of dictate dictates where your match is going, and they're gonna let you know if you're having a great match or a good match. Really respectful. Um, we really are. We're really um involved. The this and they're realizing now. I think the world's realizing now how much um the crowd um matters how much they really um they could make or break you and it's been real awkward man again this is the biggest weekend in wrestling and there was no one to watch it and i i applaud wwe i'm not gonna be really negative about um this card because you know what they fucking gave us a good show in the midst of one of the you know unprecedented times in the Amer in the united states in the world in the world's history and I think they did a hell of a job. You know, they're trying to take, trying to distract us from um this this this. I guess you guys, this um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're distracting us from this um. This pandemic, they're distracting us from this uh, this world changing event. It's horrible, y'all. This is this is probably the worst case scenario, you know. And and I know a lot of people are talking about if they should, you know, if they should still um have the show if they should have postponed it um this is the first time also that uh this is they used um two nights to do wrestlemania they did this in two days usually it's a fucking 
seven-hour card done on a Sunday, the first Sunday of April usually. So this is the first time it's never been done without an audience. Um, it's you know completely um, nobody in the in the building, and this is the first time they ever done it over two nights. Um, this is something they they adopted, I believe. I'm not you know I don't want to say. For sure, but I believe they adopted this from New Japan. When New Japan has the the uh, their Kingdom show, they're all Japan Kingdom. Or I, I'm sorry, I can't even. I'm, like I said, I'm not an expert on this, but it's um, the Tokyo Dome Kingdom show. That's the biggest show of the year. They have it over two nights, so it was definitely um, different, and it was something to enjoy on a Saturday and a Sunday. And these are the these are the conclusion of some stories that have been going for the north for the last three four. Three, four months, maybe even longer. And you definitely have to applaud them. You know, I think the, the, the saying in wrestling, the show must go on. And it was something I really enjoyed watching. Um, We can go from the top. I won't spend a lot of time. I'll, I'll, I'll give the due diligence when it's due. Um, Cesaro defeated Drew uh, Gulak. It was a good match. It was kind of short. You definitely see the potential in Drew Gulak. Uh, I know he, he was actually called up. Um, recently, I believe he was a part of, um, let me see here, just real fast. I know he was a Cruiserweight champion. Let me just determine real fast here where he came from. He was on 205 Live, I believe. Um, he's been, you know, he's been a Cruiserweight. So he came up from the Cruiserweight division, and Cesaro could make anybody, I'm sure he's like one of those, he's one of those wrestlers that could have a match with a fucking broomstick and make the broomstick look great. So, um, he defeated Drew Gulak. It was a good kickoff show. That was, um, it was a good match. It was short, but good. Um, next match was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and they, they defeated the Kabuki Warriors with Asuka and Kerry Zane. And, you know, that was, it was a little long for me, honestly. Um, love the work they do. Um, it's, again, you see how the what, the matches with no crowds really affect these um, these workers who thrive off that, who need that crowd energy. Um, sometimes you got to hide some things, too, as a wrestler. you got to hide these weak points. Um, I'm not a big fan of the yelling. A lot of yelling going on in this match. Um, but, hey, Nikki Cross is a fucking great um, worker. Love Ashka. Ashka is definitely someone they could push as a single star. And I wouldn't be mad if they could never if they never have another Ashka and Kerry Zane um, run again. Uh, Carrie Zane's also a great worker. She could be a champion. She could be the head of your, um, the face of your women's division. Alexa Bliss, I, I need to respect her more. She puts on a hell of a show. Really love what she does. Um, and those two, you know, that was a good starting bout. Elias, uh, defeated King Corbin. Um, not really a big fan of Elias right now. Don't, I can't tell you what his finishing move is. Um, King Corbin does his job as, um, a heel that you love to, you know, that you, you love to hate. Um, I think this is something that they needed to put on there. I think these guys get bonuses for WrestleManias. Um, uh, not a big fan of this match. I think we can move on. Uh, Becky Lynch defeated Shayna Baszler. Um, I'm a big fan of Becky Lynch holding this title. She's the face of the company in the woman in an aspect of a woman um, in the women's division. Becky Lynch is the face right now, next to Charlotte, of course, but that's a different story. Um, it I, I felt like it was a good tussle, a good match, a good story. Um, my biggest concern was. They built up Baszler the last year or two in NXT as this monster. She didn't lose for a long time. And she comes to the main roster and 
You know, I'm cool with Becky Lynch winning, but I think Shayna Baszler should have possibly just, you know, maybe beat that ass after the match. Let's get some of that heat back. And I know it's cheap heat, but let's get, if we're going to continue the story, let's have her, you know, maybe let's hurt Lynch. Let's take Lynch off the, you know, off the TV for a little bit. Let's get Baszler that run, you know, some squash matches, you know, and just saying I'm the one that took out Becky Lynch and maybe have a story of, um, she needs to drop this belt now. She if she's not gonna defend it, I want it. So if you guys hear some pauses, it's me drinking this water because it's fucking hot in this room. Um, so I'm I'm okay with Lynch winning. Um, it was a great story. Um, not the best work, sadly. Again, this is some more uh another aspect of these uh wrestlers need a crowd to get them through matches sometimes. Um, another guy I'm a big fan of is for the Intercontinental Championship was Sami Zayn versus uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, I didn't feel like Dan- Daniel Bryan's in the point of his career. He doesn't need a win um, to to advance his um, his uh, story to get over. Uh, Daniel Bryan is gonna he could lose and have them and still be over and get his opponent over. Also, Sami Zayn, someone who hasn't been really utilized that well the WWE. He's been a manager the last couple months, just a mouthpiece for Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, it was nice to see him pick up the win. Uh, it was nice to see uh, Daniel Bryan uh, do the honors. And uh, you can't really say you can't say enough about these two. They're great fucking workers, veterans. I'm sure they've done this thousands of times ago. I know they came up together um, in the Indies. They came up together with Ring of Honor. Um, but my biggest complaint here, y'all, I'm going to tell you guys right now. I'm going to be honest with you guys. If you guys don't know who Shinsuke Nakamura is, um, fucking shame on WWE, man. He is an amazing wrestler. He has it all. He charisma, great moveset. He, the, the fans love him. Uh, it's really sad that he did not have his own match um, on this card. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is someone you could push um, to the to the sky and beyond. He deserves it, and it's it's if there's one loser in this whole weekend with Shinsuke, I believe he deserves more respect. He needs a he needs to get that dreaded push. He deserves to get that push. Um, match almost gonna go over. John Morrison. Defeated Jimmy Uso and Kofi Kingston. I fell asleep during that match. I felt like it was way too long. Um, I love John Morrison, though. Always been a fan of Johnny Nitro. Um, he has it all. Charisma. Moveset. Uh, he doesn't need, really need a crowd. He's one of those guys who are really gifted. And he just picks his spots really, he's really well. He's a veteran of the game. And I'm glad they brought him back. It's a big positive to the roster. Big addition. Definitely needed that. Um... One of my favorite matches, um, I think we're going to probably talk about maybe next year, a year or two from now, Kevin Owens defeated Seth Rollins. Um, I believe it was um, a disqualification, and uh, Seth Rollins picked up the win, but Kevin Owens called him out, said, if your man, let's do this again, no rules. Uh, it was a real good match. Again, these guys are veterans. They don't really need, unlike some other, you know, some talent on the roster, they don't need a crowd to really dictate the pace of their match. They're veterans. They know their spots. They know how to get over. And Kevin Owens jumping off that WrestleMania 36 sign was awesome onto the table. Great, great, great work. I fucking loved it. Um, one more thing I really wanted to add to JBL. Great commentator. I think they should bring him back, honestly. I know he gets a lot of heat for the... For that um for the Merlot thing, uh the bullying scandal, whatever, but definitely need to bring him back. I love the commentary with him. It was awesome. Um next match here was Braun Strowman and, 
and Goldberg. Two minutes, ten seconds. I have it here because I screenshotted it. Um, Braun Strowman defeated Goldberg. It was supposed to be Roman versus Goldberg, the dream match. Um, but Roman, you know, he's coming back from leukemia, especially during these times. He's not going to risk his health. Um, right now, he has a he has a um, his immune system can't fight this. It's it's compensated. It's I'm sorry. It's uh, that was the one I'm looking for. I just heard it earlier. It's compromised. So. He dropped out. They added Braun Strowman real late with no explanation, which I want not game again to right now. Um, but it was real nice. Um, it was a great run for Goldberg. I don't know if this is going to be his last match. Been a Goldberg fan since the beginning. I was seven, eight years old watching Goldberg. Um, and uh, I'm okay with Strowman winning. I hope they give him a good run with this belt, though. He's someone they should have pulled the trigger on a long time ago. Don't know why they were so scared to do that. Uh, you guys... He's he's a baby face. He's someone that people could love. They could get behind. He could have a good run. Line, line him up, he'll knock him down. So, Braun Strowman, congratulations. Um, in the main event this night of night one, this is just night one, y'all. Again, we're going to try to get through as fast as we can. Um, the Undertaker versus AJ Styles um, in a Boneyard match was, was essentially a buried alive match. Man, okay, so... I know you guys are so, if you guys don't know what wrestling is, you know, you guys see him in the ring, putting off a crowd, you know, it's going to be done, one, two, three in the middle. This match, y'all, was done off site. It was like a movie. It was AJ Styles versus The Undertaker in a graveyard match. And you could tell it was really edited, you know, this whole show was edited, but this match was edited like, like, a, like a fight scene. It reminded me of, like, um, honestly, like some Mortal Kombat, some Street Fighter stuff, a great fight scene. Um, they hit you when you, and especially when you're pre-editing this, and you're kind of, um, you're playing, I guess, God with the film, you could dictate how things look. And how to make him look better and hide the weaknesses. You didn't see Undertaker looking like a 55-year-old man struggling to get up and down or, you know, running these ropes. It was a fight. And it looked like a real fucking fight. And it was something I really, really loved. It was cinematic. It was, um, it was action sequences. It was really, it was a good story. And you guys definitely have to watch this. Um, I can't go over every sequence, every, um, every, uh... <laughs> every act, but it was a good story, it was, um, something I hope they could probably, you know, they could probably do that with Undertaker the next couple of years if he wanted to stick around, I'm not mad at it, it was a great way to end the night, it stole the show, I think this is probably the best match all weekend, was Taker and Styles, AJ Styles made Taker look like a million dollars, the way they started it out with, um, you know, the, the, the um, damn, what the hell is it called, uh, the the fucking the car the vehicle that <laughs> brings in the coffin. Uh damn, I just can't even think about it right now. Um Ah oh God, I just had the motorcade, I guess you could say. The motorcade with the casket. We all thought it was the taker and it was AJ. He came out smiling, talking shit. And just to see their dialogue between the fighting, you know, they're talking shit to each other the whole time. You don't get to see that so much in wrestling when it's in the ring. Um Undertaker was able to pick his spots, um, and it was awesome, man. It was just a great story, and uh, kudos to them for knocking that out. I really enjoyed that. Um, night two, uh, I know Liv Morgan defeated Natalia. I don't really care about that. Uh, Charlotte Flair defeated Rhea Ripley. Uh, great match. Rhea Ripley's a star in the making. She's only 23 years old. She's the NXT Women's Champion. She did lose to um, 
the queen, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is still a top five wrestler um, in the game. She's a great worker. She knows how to get the best out of her opponent. And she elevates her opponent. Every time she's with somebody in the ring, she continues to elevate them. And that's what you want from um that's what you want from a a competitor, uh a wrestler. That's how legends are made. The legends are able to do that. And man, Charlotte Flair definitely uh man, she does she never ceases to amaze me. So I love that. Um uh, Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley. Uh, I don't even want to get into that match. I love Aleister Black. Just feel like Bobby Lashley and Lana, this whole wedding um, storyline they had was such a waste of time. And they should have been scrapped in the beginning. Um, just was not a fan of that. Um, and, you know, Bobby Lashley is such... He's so, he's, I think he moves so well in the ring. This guy is, what, 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". He's built... Like I think I seen a quote. If you built a wrestler, you you will get at the end of the day, um, Bobby Lashley. So it was definitely something. Um, it was only seven minutes long, but Alistair Black, someone they definitely start pushing a little bit. Um, I guess farther out, you know, push him, give him that put, give him that push now. I think he deserves it. Um, Otis and Darth Ziggler. Uh, this is one of those love triangle storylines. We're not gonna go into it. Not a big fan of it, but hey, you know, Otis won, got the girl. That was cool. Uh, another match I really was impressed with, um, and people hated it. I don't know. I didn't hate the work. They hated how long it was. It was Edge versus Randy Orton in the last man standing match. It went 37 minutes almost, but God, this is Edge's first match, real match. Not the Royal Rumble um, where you can hide some stuff. You know, you got to work the whole time. This was 37 minutes of nonstop work. This was a great first match, great return match. And I loved it, man. It was such a great story. You know, Randy Orton turns back on Edge. You know, he f- fucked up Matt Hardy. He, you know, he, he uh, disrespected his wife. He assaulted his wife physically. That was something that was, um, it was, he pushed him to the edge. Literally, no pun intended. Edge was um definitely pushed to the max. And you need that. I think that's the thing. He really needed that match to see how far, if he's really able to keep going, can he go at at an elite level? And he proved that, y'all, with the storytelling. And it doesn't get any better than Randy Orton. Randy Orton is the ultimate heel. He would definitely... He will definitely enhance your talent. He's going to make you look a thousand times better um, and make you. He, he made Edge, and Edge needed to get pushed like that. That's going to set him up for the rest of this, the remainder of this run, in my opinion. Um, it's going to be awesome to see. Um, a couple. I'm not going to go into the next few matches because I'm trying to get this knocked out. Um, but I love the Fiend and Bray Wyatt and John Cena. This is a Firefly Funhouse match, another cinematic match. They were able to edit down to the bone. And it was definitely interesting, y'all. It was like, it was honestly, um, it was like the fiend Bray Wyatt was inside the head of John Cena. Um, it's kind of hard to figure out if you're watching this for the first time and you haven't watched wrestling in a long time. Like, what the fuck is this? But it was, it was interesting. You know, it was kind of going over John Cena's career. It was kind of um going, reliving all his big moments and his fancy moments him joining nwo and whatnot it was a fun fun time um the fiend got the win don't know if we're gonna see john cena again for a while but you always gotta respect you know him giving the honors putting the fiend over which the fiend really needed you know he just got demolished um by goldberg in saudi arabia a couple weeks ago so it was definitely um 
something that they definitely needed to do. That was a good direction, I felt like. Um, and the moment I was waiting for all weekend, um, it was only five minutes long, man. Bummer, honestly. But Drew McIntyre defeated Brock Lesnar. Um, he gained his first ever WWE Championship. And, man, um, one of those moments I'm really proud of. Uh, you know, we're going with someone new. We need a, someone who hasn't ever uh, carried this WWE championship. Uh, he's the new face of the company. And I think if anybody could do it and get over and, you know, take it to the next level, Drew McIntyre, good work weight, good work rate. Looks like a great um, athlete. He's um, in shape. He knows he could get better. He's getting better. He deserves it. Uh, he's worked his ass off. He's one of those guys that he was, you know, he was in the company a few years ago, got released, came back, learned a new hold, and, you know, he's, he's, the sky's the limit for him. Really, 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 um, interested in what he does next and how they, um, how they, uh, play this out. And we'll see how this run goes. I'm really, uh, and you gotta really give props to, um, Brock Lesnar, man. Brock Lesnar is someone that, uh, I really, um, enjoy watching i really appreciate more and more his work as i get older um you know to put someone over and make them look like a thousand dollars a million dollars is a gift um he's a great seller uh and he had a great run don't know when he's gonna come back but we definitely needed someone who's full-time to defend that title that's why i'm really happy that braun Strowman and drew mcintyre are those champions now um again i believe that they should have um definitely should have one champion, so let's see what happens, uh, WrestleMania, man, it wasn't, um, what it should have been, but, you know, everything right now is in mayhem with this whole COVID-19, and Vince put on a hell of a show, the performers put on a hell of a show, the bad matches, it wasn't their fault, some of these guys need a crowd to, um, push them to that next level to carry that match, and, um, it just didn't happen, you know. You're playing to no crowd. They did the best. They did the best with what the fuck they were dealt. And um, kudos to WWE, man. Uh, kudos to them. Also, they released um, the revival this week. Uh, Dash Dotson. Dash Dotson. Fuck. I see again. I'm not even. I can't even. Um, it's man. It's almost two o'clock in the morning. I gotta wake up at five thirty. So I am just. Uh, fucking everywhere now with dash wilder and scott dawson you know great tag team y'all i i don't really like comparing a lot of um wrestlers to guys i you know how can i say this to guys uh that i wasn't really fond or wasn't a big fan of but if you see that if you really love wrestling you can't deny it they could be the modern day uh, steiner brothers in my opinion uh they could be modern day um Let's see who has a fucking great tag team, great work rate. They just have a great work rate. They could, they could. I think they could put on a good match with almost any tag team in the world, and that's something that the Steiner Bros were able to do back then. That's my comparison. Maybe even the, you know, Ole and um and uh, Arn Anderson. Think those old school wrestlers, they're grapplers. You're not gonna see them jumping off, you know, the taking high risk uh, moves. Nothing of that nature. They're really old school grapplers, wrestlers. Um, they respect the game. They love this game. And they got released. They've been fighting for that for a long time. You know, the way they've been um, pushed, the way they've been um, 
uh, kind of, I guess, limited in what WWE wants them to do. It kind of puts, a, you know, they put a cap on their uh, success. They put a limit on how far they will push them. And I hope they go to AEW and put on some great matches and kind of give that tag team division another great um, tag team, another great, another dimension that's much needed. A lot of, you know, a lot of AEW stuff um, is real high risk, no selling. Um, Lucha Libre style, which is fine, I understand that, but these guys think they could take it back to the basics, so really love that move, I hope they have great success, uh, another thing I want to talk about real fast was Ronda Rousey, she came out this week, and, uh, she said, fuck the fans, honestly, let me get some direct quotes here with, um, with this interview, she, you know, she, she's a fighter, y'all, she's a, a legit fighter, she's, um, She's definitely somebody that's, uh, how can I say this? She's not born, she wasn't born into the business. She wasn't someone who woke up every day and lived, breathed the business for 20 years, paid their dues, and got in the, you know, broke in the business. She was somebody who fucking became a real fighter, a fucking phenomenon. Um, man, uh, she built her name on in UFC. So it's crazy now that uh she's in WWE. You know, a lot of people feel like she didn't pay her dues. She, a lot of people feel like she was just thrown on there because of her name. But I feel like Ronda Rousey rose to the occasion every time she was in that ring. I feel like she did give um the respect. She earned the respect of everybody um who loves wrestling. You have to give her the respect. She earned it. She did um she put on hella matches, man. She. She was a great, good worker. I know she wasn't the best fucking talker in the world, but she could relate. She made that shit look believable in the ring. Um, I believe she said um, regarding you know her two hundred day two hundred days out of the year on the road. She said, uh, "quote What what am I doing it for? If I'm not be, if I'm not what am I doing it for? If I'm not being able to spend my time and energy on my family." But instead, but instead, spending my time and energy on a bunch of fucking ungrateful fans that don't appreciate me, uh, said Rousey, who stepped away from WWE to try to have a baby with husband Travis Brown. Um, I love performing. I love the girls. I love being out there. But at the end of the day, I'm just like fuck these fans, dude. Um, I love WWE. I had such a great time. I love all the girls in the locker room running out there and having fake fights. It's fun for, um, for having fake fights is for fun and just. That makes no fucking sense. I love all the girls in the locker room. Running out there and having fake fights for fun is just the best thing. But I was doing basically part-time, and I was away from home 200 days out of the year. And when I did get home, I was so sleep-deprived because uh, you don't have time to lay down, which is kind of weird. I understand what she was saying. She just wasn't used to the schedule. So she feels like, you know, this drain. And wrestling fans, man, wrestling fans could be some of the negative uh, most negative fucks in the world. So I kind of get where she was coming from, but you can't, you can't diss who, you know, who puts this money in your pocket. Especially you coming to wrestling. I know you don't need the money, but the fans are the ones who put you over. The fans dictate if you're gonna be that next great thing. And um, I don't know if this is setting up some type of hero run in the future for her, or when she comes back, she get that fucking nuclear heat that we like talking about. But I wasn't a fan of dissing the fans, man. I wasn't a fan of um. You know what you're getting into. Um, we we're we're the best fans in the world, and we could be the worst fans in the world because we know who loves this shit, and we know who dies for this shit, who would die for this shit. Um, calling it a fake fight, can't even get into that. So it was real. Um, it was awkward to hear that. So I don't know. Um. 
it, it was interesting to hear her say that. She has balls for saying it, though. Again, maybe this is just the work. Maybe she's going to come back as a heel, and people are going to fucking hate her, you know? People are going to be like, fuck this bitch for saying um, <laughs> wrestling's fake, and, you know, some people have actually been hurt. A lot of girls came out saying, well, Nick at these, like, draws. Draws was on the, behind the, uh, the dark side of the ring this week. The man broke his neck in the ring. Guys, tear ACLs. They break their necks. They're not able to walk. They're not able to wrestle again. So her saying it was fake, and that's, that rubs people the wrong way, especially the ones who love this business. Um, speaking of love the business, man, I hope you guys uh, checked out my Instagram. I had a, I had a little poll for you guys, and we're gonna end it on. We're gonna end this podcast on this note. Um, I seen on Twitter the other day. You know, which, which album was the better debut? I guess major release debut. Was it the game, the documentary, or was it Good Kid, Mad City? Um, and right now, it's 74% to 26%. And they're voting the documentary by the game. And let me tell you guys what I'm thinking. This is just my opinion. Again, you guys don't have to fucking agree with me, and that's fine. Uh, Good, Good Kid, Mad City is one of my favorite albums of all time. Um... Shireen, the story of Shireen, uh, you know, Money Trees, uh, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, uh, man, there's so many, the, the song with Drake, sorry, I can't think about it right now, uh, we'll go through it right now, but that album was great, but let me tell you guys something too, the anticipation and, and the hype surrounding this kid, the game, when he was signed with G-Unit, when G-Unit could, couldn't do no wrong, Dr. Dre was the best producer in the game. Everything Dre touched at that time was turning to platinum gold. Um, this album, in my opinion, is better than Good Kid, Mad City. Not saying that the you know lyrically, you know, bar for bar, it's better. Just the impact of the game. Um, this album opened the doors for a lot of people in the West Coast to be able to have a moment like Good Kid, Mad City. You know, we got West Side Story. That was a hit. That was oh man. Can you take a look in my eyes? You can see I'll be a gangster till I die. That California kind of got me so high. You know, dreams, hate or love it, higher, how we do. Uh, don't need your love. Church for thugs, put you on game, which is one of my favorite fucking songs on there. Start from scratch was was something I was like, man, like that was the emotional. That was an emotional um track. For me, uh, documentary was good. I was a clever track. Running, that's when we heard Yayo and D- uh, Dion was a great on there. No more fun and games. Just Blaze. Uh, we ain't. You know Eminem killing shit. Eminem killed him on that song. Um, where I'm from. Uh, that was real. You know that was a real laid back track. You know we had Nate Dogg back to back with Special. Uh, don't worry, that was a good song. I really enjoyed it. But Like Follow Like Son. That's what puts. That's that's the song. I've always loved from that one. Um, these songs, man, these, these are classics. This is something that um, you know, every the beats on here were crazy. The the stories on here were crazy. The 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 game being able to kind of make you walk through his shoes was amazing. How we do had every fucking club banging. Hate or love it was on everybody's radio list. Although all these radio stations were playing this. The dreams. I'm here on BT. Dreams was everywhere. Um, this is a great album. This is a great debut album. Um, we have that shit for the gangsters. You had that shit for the clubs. You had that shit that made you want to smoke a blunt, just relax with your homies and reminisce on your dead homies. Um, this was a great fucking album. Not taking away anything from Good Kid, Mad City. I just felt that um, 
the documentary just paved the way for so many rappers um, in the West Coast, just in the game. This is a whole new era. I think this was kind of like after 50 dropped, the game was the next wave. You know, he was able to open the doors for a lot of these for a lot of these artists. And um, man, Good Kid, Mad City was something that we all waited for. You know, he had the Draco sign. This is kind of like, you know, this is, I didn't want to say like a Tupac thing of all eyes on me, but this is kind of like the new face of the West Coast. This is going to be a whole new golden age for the West Coast. Um, again, we had Bishno Kima Vibe, Backseat Freestyle, um, The Art of Peer Pressure, Money Trees, Project Justice, Good Kid, Mad City is a fucking banger, uh, Swimming Pools, uh, Sing About Me, Real, Compton, you know, we had the recipe, which I'm actually going to have to add that. We're going to add that to the playlist this week. I love that shit. Um, it's just crazy, man. I know a lot of people were definitely, um, you know, you're, you know, it's, it's top dog. Everybody loves Kendrick. Everybody's really, really, um, you know, we, I'm not dissing my guy Kendrick at all. It, it's a great debut album. It's one of the greatest albums ever. It was a classic the day it dropped. And, uh, it's. You know, and we have to give we have to give good chemistry as pop the way that story was told. That's something like a movie. It took you every step of the way, like a day in life. You know, um, "Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe" will always be one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, "Mad City" with MCA. You know, he brought that. He had that throwback West Coast legend on there. You know, he had a Compton with Dr. Dre. That was one of my favorite cuts ever. Um, it was just. Um, I just gotta give, you know, we gotta pay homage. We gotta make sure we know where this album was able to be created from. The documentary was able to pave the way for Good Kid Messi to be to be made. It kind of gave him that foundation. He kind of gave him that um, how can I say this? That 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 arena to do it. The game built that house for the you know for Kendrick coming and you know reinnovate it and reinvent the wheel if you could, if you could say that um, and you know. The features on here were great on both albums. Um, it was both they both took risk. They both um put everything they had into these projects, and you really can't say you know oh it's better you know some maybe the beats were better on you know the documentary, but the, the flow and the lyrics and the story are better on Good Kid, Mad City. That's definitely something you could say, but it's definitely it's a competent thing, man. These. These albums are Compton albums. That's something that you could always, um, when you hear these albums, you think of Compton. You think of the West Coast. So that was something I really want to talk about this week. I hope you guys, you know, let me know what you guys feel like. You know, what albums you guys were definitely, um, what else should be, you know, in this league. Another great album, you know, great debut. We're just talking about on the on the pot on the on the group chat. Get Rich or Die Trying. The Massacre or or um or uh. Give Richard I try. Which one was better? That uh, maybe something we talk about. Maybe we'll do this weekly. Who knows? I want. I'm always down to uh, talk about. Uh, I guess you could say, uh, hip hop. I love debates like this. I think anticipation too. Good King Mad City. I think was a little more anticipated than a documentary, honestly. Um, but again, you have to remember who paved the way. There is no Good King Mad City without the documentary, and that's just me. And again, me. Uh, me, it's EC3, the Gap Tooth Genius. Again, if you guys haven't followed us on Instagram or Twitter, it's STS Podcast 661. We're on there. We're going to drop this tonight. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, man. I got a toothache. 
Um, again, y'all, with this COVID-19, make sure y'all stay safe, man. Make sure you guys um, social distance. Protect the people around you by staying away, honestly. Take care of your grandparents. Get what they need. I'll be suited up with the gloves and the mask, y'all. And just be smart how you, you know, the way you guys move. You know, take care of each other. We're, uh, we're all in this together, man. Uh, and hopefully this ends soon. Hopefully our businesses get back up. Maybe we all make some, I hope everybody keeps getting money. Hope everybody saves some money. I hope everybody really appreciates when this is all over um, what really matters. And that's something I think that we need to really think about, too. What matters in this life? What really... Fuck sports. Fuck, um... Who gives a shit about everything else besides family and your friends, man? And that's sometimes not even the friends, just your family. Look back, man. We're kind of going back to the basics, too, with life. You know? We're just here. We're really happy we got a roof over our head. We got some lights on. We got some internet on. Um, we got my dogs right here laying down, sleeping. Just the little things in life, man. Just be able to talk to you guys and do this podcast where I'm able to bring a little distraction to your life. I hope, you know, I hope I could. Um, again, check me out Friday, 8 p.m. Um, DJ EC3 is going to be live on the ones and twos. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock it as much as I can. And hopefully I can provide you guys with a great service. And hope you guys win. Every donation, everybody who donates is going to be entered to the raffle for one free gig. We're going to give out one this week. We're going to give out one hoodie. Um, we're going to give them a choice, a hoodie or a shirt, or, um, and they have a chance to win a free gig. Again, you know, these gigs could be a wedding, it could be a quince, it could be a backyard boogie. You got to think too, man, with the with the wedding for six, seven hours, that's almost a thousand, thousand, twelve hundred dollars. So you're going to have to get this for free just by donating a dollar. I don't give a fuck how much you donate. It could be a dollar, twenty dollars, whatever you can help me with, um, I'll be appreciative of that. Make sure you guys tune in, man. Tell a friend about the podcast. Um, this is the STS Shooting the Shit Podcast. Follow us at STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. We're on. Um, we're going to be on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you can find your podcast. Make sure you tune in to the STS Podcast. And we out. Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius. <laughs>